This is the new TC Pride Podcast, episode 89, part two of special on-location coverage of Sunday in Loring Park at Pride 2017. TC Pride Podcast, we're on location at the Twin Cities Pride Festival, and I'm here with, I'm joking a little bit, but I'm here with the elusive Tom Hoke. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? So, uh, how about, uh, could you introduce yourself to folks and uh, kind of let people know what you're up to? Absolutely. I am Tom Hoke, and I'm a candidate for mayor of Minneapolis, and I'm here in Loring Park, and let me just tell you, I have participated in years of Pride festivals, and I am so thrilled that this year, like, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Like, it's cool, and it's fun, and people are moving, you know, and it isn't sort of, we're not all sticky and hot. It's great. Yeah, you've actually been in a lot of Pride events this year, and we, I was joking, we, we, we've crisscrossed each other a lot. I've been trying to track you down, but so I finally got you. So so you're uh, so you're running for, for mayor, so... Uh, what uh, what are some of the the what do you call those things? Sort of like the main My points platform. of your yeah your platform. What what are some of the main points of your campaign? Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate you asking that. I'm really talking about jobs, you know, safety and affordable housing. I'm really concerned about really ensuring the future vitality of our city and developing a plan around that, making sure that we can have good paying jobs for everyone in our community, an inclusive economy, but that it's really planful and we've thought about what it is we want. I want everyone in our city to have the opportunity to live in a safe neighborhood. It's a right, not a privilege. We can make that happen. We want everybody to tell us that they have a good relationship with the Minneapolis Police Department. We can make that happen. And affordable housing, we can lead across the city, and we can lead as leaders across the metropolitan area to ultimately solve that affordable housing crisis that is going on, not just in Minneapolis, but across the metro area. So you're running for mayor of Minneapolis, so unfortunately only people that live in Minneapolis can actually vote for you, but but uh, what are some other ways uh, that people that maybe don't live within Minneapolis proper can, can help uh, your campaign? Yeah. Well, it's really, really great that you're asked that. So many people here don't live in Minneapolis, but they love Minneapolis. If you live in the surrounding suburbs and you say, I'm going downtown, you mean downtown Minneapolis. Everybody feels that they have an ownership stake here, so they're intensely interested in who the next mayor of Minneapolis is going to be. So anybody who's interested in learning more about me can go to my website, and it's tomforminneapolis, spelled out, com, and learn more. Even if you've got a question for me, I'm more than happy to answer it, and if I don't know the answer, I'll get it for you. Tom, thanks so much for your time. Good luck with your campaign and happy Pride. Okay, thank you. John Gustav Rathall. You're on Gustav Rathall. So you were talking to one of the political candidates here, and, and I, I got the sense that, that you're very sort of active and like politically sort of concerned citizens. Uh, what are the, some of the things you're concerned about right now? Well, we were talking about uh, the viability of downtown and being able to enjoy it more often and also safety concerns of our neighborhoods. Yeah, criminal justice, uh, racial justice, concerned about that too. I would like to see a community where everybody feels safe uh, and, and where people aren't harassed uh, because of the color of their skin or where they live. Um, that's, that's really important. So, and What are some changes you'd like to see made? I would love to see um, a lot more... Uh, things downtown to do um, specifically we, we only live a couple of blocks from the Midtown Global Market and I would love to see more of an international feel down Nicollet Mall um, you know something that people could go to to enjoy themselves uh, more family oriented businesses as opposed to just bars and restaurants and you know the lack of a movie theater is no more um, enjoyable because uh, they've closed them all down um, I'd also like to see 
um, more uh, parks, more green spaces within the downtown area. You can't have too many green spaces. <laughs> I love the green spaces. So as part of the podcast, we've been asking people about what pride means to them. So what, what does pride mean to you, sir? Um, it means being able to be a whole human being, to integrate every part of who I am uh, as a person of faith, as a gay man who's married to this beautiful man for the last 25 years. Congratulations. Wow. So Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, for me, it's about just having being able to be fully who I am in every setting where I am. Well, it means that uh, everyone should be celebrated. And it could be pride just for being, you know, humans. I mean, we should be able to celebrate all together. And um, I believe that we should have pride for everyone. You should have pride for yourself and pride in your community, uh, pride in everyone's community. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Lisa Carter of the No Bullying Movement. My organization started about seven years ago, and we do an annual walk at Lake Calhoun every year. And um, the purpose of the organization is to promote kindness and bring awareness about bullying. So we go into schools and communities and really try to um, educate the children about bullying and being kind and sticking up for those who need a voice. Yeah, you know, it's an important mission. So, I, so there are efforts right now to help prevent bullying. But unfortunately, it still happens, right? It still happens a lot. And you were also kind of talking to someone here about um, some things to remember to do in cases where there there is bullying. What I uh, said that is to obviously report it to the administration too. And if it's an ongoing issue where you don't feel like the school is is um, maybe not doing enough, I said to document it um, when it took place, what happened, especially for the parents too when you're working with the schools to say this happened to my child on this day. I spoke to this teacher. I spoke to this administrator. This is what they said just to keep a detailed record um, because it is the school's job to keep your children safe at school. You got some great stuff here at the booth. What are you up to at the festival today? I am hanging out, meeting awesome people, um, just kind of getting, spreading awareness and letting people know what I'm about and the different things that we do in the community related to bullying and also um, helping other other people too as well. So I have t-shirts, tanks, and hats, and I have ones that say no bullying and then I also have one that says kindness matters and my purpose of the kindness matters was because we live in a culture now that I feel like people can say anything to anybody at any time and it's so cruel and just just making people aware to be kind it's free it doesn't cost anything and it feels good. So they can um, visit my website at nobullyingmovement.com and there is resources for bullying, information about bullying, and I also list the activities that we do in the community. And if you want to get involved, um, there's a link to sign up too. Happy Pride. Derek Seacorn. Derek, what are you up to today? Uh, just getting markered up and everything. <laughs> so, because it's a podcast and people can't like, oh. s- yeah, so tell me kind of in a little bit more detail what you're up to. All right, so I'm just standing in one spot and having people come up to me, drawing them in marker, drawing myself up in markers. It could be anything from something dirty to something nice, written or drawn. Oh, and I'm just wearing some uh, swim <laughs> swim trunks that have to keep rolling up because people keep taking up space and uh, nothing else really. <laughs> awesome. And why are you doing this? Um, actually, just to be completely honest, it's just for attention. <laughs> this is a good reason. Eh? <laughs> I like it. So how's the festival been so far? It looks like you, you've been busy. Yeah. People have been riding all over you. Yeah, no, it's been really fun. I mean, I first walked around, ate some food, did some fun stuff, and then I stopped myself at one spot and I started telling people to write on me. So yeah, you had like a line of people like uh, when I walked. Yeah, in. So you see, you seem like one of the most popular spots of the whole festival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I love the attention. I know that's just really about it. <laughs>
Very cool. So uh, I've been asking people what pride means to them. So what does pride mean to you? Um, I think for me, though, I think it's just learning that everybody's equal no matter what uh, what they prefer, whether it's something physical or sexual. I think just you're just here to enjoy everybody. Everybody's a somebody. And the fact that people just judge everybody for not knowing them or I don't know. <laughs> I just think everyone needs to get along. And I think that's what pride is. It's just for everybody to meet up, get along and have a great time. Happy pride, you guys. Thank you. TC Pride Podcast. We're on location and uh, we're at a new uh, spot at the festival uh, this year. I'm here with Chet Cheddar. I'm with the Autism Society of Minnesota. I'm the director of education. Awesome. And tell me about this new uh, this new space we've got at the festival this year. We have a great new space. It's sponsored by Twin Cities Pride. Um, and it's a space that allows people to get out of the action and come and uh, have some quiet and relax. And they can um, spend some time with some fidgets or be in a therapy ball or just sit and relax, uh, have some noise canceling headphones on um, and just kind of get away from the festival for a little bit until they're recharged and ready to go back. And it's got a really cool name. It's 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 the name that I would have picked if I were naming it. What's it called? It's called the Escapes <laughs> Space. <laughs> <laughs> right so, so tell me about some of the, you said fidgets and just different sort of sensory things. So like for folks that would like to know more about autism in general, um, tell me a little more about it. Sure. And our tent's not just for people um, on the spectrum, but anybody who might have some sensory processing um, disorders. Um, and we have about eight senses. Uh, so sound. This is news to me. Sound, <laughs> touch, taste, smell, um, the vestibular system, which is our uh, sense of balance, oh, okay. the interoceptive, which is our sense of uh, understanding our inner feelings in regards to needing to use the bathroom, being able to tell when we're hot and cold, when we're hungry. Uh, proprioceptive is able to, uh, you're being able to feel the pressure on your joints and understand where your body is in space. And I forget which one I forgot, but it was one of the top fives. I don't blame you. There, there's some long words there. So yeah, actually I'm learning stuff. I didn't know about the, the two or three that you said with really long names. So that, that's great. Right. They're, uh, those last three are the ones that are uh, newer that people are talking about. But we tried to be, bring some fidgets and things that tried to meet some of those senses. People are either hypersensitive to those uh, things or they're hyposensitive. Hyper means that they need less of it. Um, hyper, hypo means they're hungry for it. They need more of it. So some people who are hyposensitive to... Uh, the loud music and all the beautiful sights out here, they are in heaven. Other people are overloaded by it. And so they come in here to kind of take a break. Oh, wow. So what can you tell me about the Autism Society? The Autism Society was started in 71 and we're here to support individuals on the spectrum and their families. And we do that through education, advocacy, support groups, as well as we're one of the first places people call if their child gets diagnosed and we help put them in touch with the right resources. They can financially support by giving us a donation or becoming a member and being involved in our community um, by participating in events and also maybe volunteering for events. Happy Pride. Teresa Angelopoulos and Jess Pierce. So we have this business called Love is Love. and I love the name, by the way. I saw it like from a while. I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. So awesome name. Thank you so much. So we actually got married in February. And when we got married. This February. This February. Oh, February 11th. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, when we were looking online for different things that fit us, we couldn't find products, wedding products that really fit non-heteronormative wedding stuff. So 
she bought me a wifey sweatshirt and I wanted to buy her one, but she doesn't identify as a wifey or a hubby, so I called her my wife bind and created like it. Okay. It's out of that because there was a hole, so we want to fill that gap. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I saw the t-shirt over here. So you've got some t-shirts with various sayings on them. What, what, tell me about some of these t-shirts and stuff. So you heard the history of Wife Bend, and that inspired Wifey and Hubby. But then we also have the message of Love is Love because that's the name of our company. And so we had different designers. We worked with a local designer and local print shop to produce what was in my brain to put on a t-shirt and tote bag and we want to have glassware and ceramics and we have cards that are tell me about some of these cards here go ahead so my wonderful wife is this amazing writer and um you know we too were looking in target and all of the little cute boutiques and trying to find cards for one another not a whole lot out, out there right Nope, it was either super wife-wife and super, really super... Really feminine, yeah. really masculine, really heteronormative, not really anything that fit what our relationship looked like. So in the most non-binary way, my amazing wife came up with some great literature. For example, one card says, I can't wait to be your forever cuddle buddy. Like, if you want to ask someone to be on your bridal party, will you be my friend of honor instead of bridesmaid or groomsman? Because our bridal party, our friends of honor, that's what we called them. It was a whole mix of just people that are dear to us that are like family. So they're friends of honor. You don't have to genderize everything. And it can be really exclus exclusionary or you feel excluded when that's all you see. You all are just like breaking the mold, raising the bar, blazing the trail, like all three at the same time. So uh, so where can people, so if, if people couldn't make it to the festival this weekend, but they'd like to uh, maybe get some of your stuff online, where, where can they go? So we have an Etsy shop. It's radicalweddinglove.etsy.com. And <laughs> radicalweddinglove.etsy.com. Um, we have most of our stuff up there, but we just launched yesterday. Yesterday was our first day. So we'll be up with all our products by the end of the week but come check us out on Etsy. If you have different ideas that you want to see, please send me a message. I'm more than open. So let's do this together. And again, that is Radical Wedding Love <laughs> at Etsy. No, oh, dot Etsy. Oh, oh. Oh, dot Etsy. <laughs> dot com. Radicalweddinglove.etsy.com. That's why we're okay. here. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thanks for coming through. Hi, I'm Janine Stiles with the Queer Birth Project and Mandala Midwifery Care. And we recently ran into each other at the uh, Golden Valley Pride Festival, and you folks are out there uh, educating people about what you do. What, what can you tell people about Queer Birth Project? Yeah, the Queer Birth Project uh, has lots of resources for new LGBTQ parents and prospective parents. So if you're in the beginning stages of wanting to build your family, we're here to help. Yeah, sure. We do a lot of um, education around um, how you build your family, uh, surrogacy, adoption, insemination services, that type of thing. And then we have a bunch of new parenting resources like our monthly new parenting um, uh, parenting support group it's for prospective and new parents and it meets once a month on the second Saturday of every month at Walker Community Church we have a different topic uh, every month at our new parenting group and uh, we have Davis Law Office come and speak to us uh, they were just here actually at our last one and they uh, partner with us on a regular basis and whenever there's any sort of legal issue that comes up for LGBTQ families we be sure to get them to weigh in on that so you also partner with uh, with a, a, this is a new word for me a doula right that helps uh, through like the actual like 
uh, birth process. I'm sorry, I don't even know all the right terminology for it, but like the actual birth process. You want to tell folks a little about that? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm a midwife, and so I provide care to folks who are trying to get pregnant or are pregnant and are birthing babies. And then my business partner, Cheyenne, is a doula, and she provides labor support throughout the labor. So giving you information and knowledge that you need to have an educated, informed birth, but also doing things like moral support and massage and that type of thing. And we've recently added a lactation consultant. So for LGBTQ folks who wish to feed their babies when they're after they're born uh, with their baby or with their bodies or with uh, human milk we can provide all sorts of support and guidance for that as well fantastic where can they find all this information uh, you can find us on Facebook at Queer Birth Project. We've got a really great active Facebook page, but we also have a website, uh, www.queerbirthproject.com. Happy Pride, everyone. Juliet Johnston. And Ryan Daly. I'm with Queer Science. So in Queer Science, we bring high school students to do science experiments with graduate students at the University of Minnesota. So we do a lot of different things. So we'll do a little bit of like environmental engineering so you could learn about water treatment, like coagulation and flocculation, how you get your clean drinking water to astrophysics of learning how a star's composition is actually determined through like spectrophotography. Wow, there's some big words in there, some heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I also, we also do lots of chemistry stuff. Um, last time I did an experiment where people needed to time a chemical reaction to figure out what, reagent, what chemicals to add together to get a certain length of reaction time. Wow, I had to like memorize periodic tables in high school. That was about as far as I got. But uh, So uh, how can people support uh, the work you're doing or find out more online? Um, you can come to our website at queerscience.umn.edu. We could use a lot of support, so if you're a queer high school student, we would love to have you on our team and like jump in and experience what we've got. If you're a graduate student or a professional, we would love for you to bring a science experiment of something that you couldn't do typically in high school and show off your skills and bring, you know, bring us something new. Thank you. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Nicole Vanderheiden. I'm here with Transforming Families. It's a nonprofit organization that supports trans youth and their families. Uh, today we had a petition going to go to the Minnesota Department of Education to um, ensure that this gender equity toolkit that they've developed uh, gets distributed to schools throughout the, the state for 2017-18 school year. We've also been just reaching out to kids and uh, letting them know that we have access to support net peer support networks and resources for them throughout the community. Um, to be there for uh, trans youth and their families. So what folks might not know is that Transforming Families was actually recognized last year by Twin Cities Pride as, as a community champion. It looks like you've been uh, growing a lot since then. We certainly have. Yeah, we've, we're moving towards becoming independently funded. We have been fiscally sponsored by Outfront up until this point. And uh, we're looking to become a more uh, sustainable and um, stable organization so that we can be here as a pillar support for trans kids throughout the state of Minnesota. Please go to transformingfamiliesmn.org um, and you can donate there or email us at uh, transformingfamiliesmn at gmail.com. Thank you. Happy Pride. Olivia. Ashley. Katie. Bridget. Aurora. And Xavier. All right. <laughs> so uh, we've been asking people about what Pride means to them. What does Pride mean to you? Anybody? Um, I think it's a really good time for everyone to come together. I know that there have been tensions this year around a couple things, but I think it still brings a lot of people together for personal reasons and around common causes. Um, just being out and being visible and seeing other queer people I think is super important, especially to young queer people. Just being out in pride is being proud, and I think it's really good to be proud. I think that pride is kind of like a celebration of like who we are and like just being like completely honest without any shame and like having that pride. And, like... Thank, Thank you. you. Happy Pride. The TC Pride Podcast is a production of Podletter Media and Twin Cities Pride.
Subscribe now on iTunes, on Android, or by email at tcpridepodcast.org. Get above the noise by raising your voice. Podletter Media turns your email newsletter, blog, or video content into a more powerful, more personal, more intimate, on-demand listening experience. Your podcast. Your story. Your voice. Simplified. Amplified. Learn more now at podletter.com.